Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the U.S. Markets Wrap on Money FM 89.3. I'm Sean Cheung. So, U.S. stocks gained on strong corporate earnings led by mega cap and chip shares. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rallied about 0.4% to close at an all-time high of about 38,677 points. And meanwhile, the benchmark S&P 500 added about 0.8% to finish near 5,000 points. And the Nasdaq Composite, this one jumped by almost 1% to settle in at 15,756 points. So, for more insights... And to break down these numbers with us, we are joined by David Dietz. He is the Managing Principal and Senior Investment Strategist at PPAC Private Wealth Management. And he's on the line with me this morning all the way from New Jersey. Hello, David. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm very, very good. So the S&P as well is doing very, very good. It's not today closing high, just three points away from 5,000 as investors are now looking at another slate of quarterly results, which have been pretty good. How much of this is earnings driven and do you think that investors are just being swept off their coattails? Uh, yes, yeah, so certainly uh, the focus had been, of course, on the Federal Reserve and a potential rate cut in March. Well, I think the Federal Reserve and some strong economic metrics have dissuaded those hopes, pushed that back to May, and that's forced investors to take another look and, and sharpen their focus on what corporations are reporting right now about Q4. And the good thing for the bulls in the market is that those earnings have been better than expected generally. We're seeing earnings that have appear to be up about 5% or a little bit more on operating earnings on the S&P 500. And also, we're getting a pretty good reaction. Uh, Generally, the stocks are popping over 1% um, the next day after those earnings have been announced. And all that is a very positive factor. So we're looking at S&P 5000 watch right now. Uh, And we're also looking at the broadening that we've seen in the markets since November the 1st. But then, um, well, that reversed and it's no longer doing too well because the Russell is now down about 2% in January. So will we see another broadening of the market and does it matter now that the S&P has come close to 5,000 points? Well, certainly uh, having achieving a big round number attracts a lot of media attention and for many retail investors, that may be a reason to celebrate. But the fact of the matter is it has nothing to do with fundamentals. As a general proposition, we prefer to be more aggressive when stocks are out of favor rather than buying into some sort of a uh, ambulance here. Having said that, of course, um, as you point out, much of the market, other than those MAG-7, have not done particularly well this year and perhaps are due for a catch-up here. And, of course, we're seeing great earnings reports from certainly several of the mega-cap techs. I mean, Amazon and Meta Platforms are just outstanding. Now, just a few minutes ago, we saw some, heard some great news out of, out of Arm Holdings, which talked about a bottoming in the semiconductor area and a new uh, – they had projected very good earnings in that, partially driven by enthusiasm for all things AI. Uh, so let's break that down on AI and tech. Uh, mega cap continues to march higher. Nvidia, Microsoft, they climbed about two percent to trade at fresh highs. Meta platform surging three percent, well more than three percent actually. And Alphabet, Amazon also popping to the upside. So better than expected earnings season, coupled with all these upbeat guidance. 
Can the market have its cake and eat it too? <laughs> that's a great question. So what we're looking here is NVIDIA, and that's going to be reporting, I think, February 21. Remember, NVIDIA has now had the biggest gains of any stock this year in the S&P 500. It is probably your premier play for AI because they're making the chips that seem to be required for every AI content producer and so forth. But the problem is they're trading at 30 times, not 30 times earnings, 30 times sales. When you take another company that's an AI wannabe, let's say Qualcomm, trading at only five times sales. And so there's a lot of promise built into NVIDIA. It almost reminds me of Cisco Systems back in 2000. <laughs> and so if NVIDIA disappoints and doesn't achieve or surpass the fondest whisper numbers that investors are looking for, that could put a break in terms of that particular stock and a key player uh, of, the, of the MAG-7, which is no longer the MAG-7 as we can get into if you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Magnificent 5, they said. Exactly. So yeah, now, that, now they're talking about replacing Tesla with Lilly, and that's kind of scary too. When you know you now have a, a drug company which was having great hopes for providing uh, help for people who had Alzheimer's, has now decided to just focus on making money by helping fat Americans get thinner again. And now they're trading at over 50 times earnings, and could be uh, part of the new Mag Seven composition. Uh, so, based on the price action, is it the sign now that investors are going more comfortable with this notion of uh, later than expected rate cuts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're, we're doing surveys now of what the strategists are saying, and no one's talking about valuations anymore. Everyone has great reasons as to why the market should go further. Um, you know, inflation seems to be getting under control. There's no re recession concern. Things go well in election year, but everyone has kind of stopped talking about valuations. And the problem is we're now trading at about 20 times forward earnings. And quite frankly, that is pricey, particularly given that you still have a 10 your treasury above 4%, which makes it not a no-brainer to ditch treasuries and go into stocks. And so valuations ultimately could become a problem for this market. Right, so speaking of valuations, and of course, uh, technicals as well, momentum is dominating the market so far. This quarter, it's well, having the best fourth quarter since 2020. It's up about 11% so far year to date. So what's the reason for momentum having such strong control in the market at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. I think one reason is because Basically, we have a very narrow market here. We talked about the MAG-7 now becoming the MAG-5 or the MAG-4. You know, when you look at breadth, and this worries a lot of technical analysts, it's not everyone, all the all the generals and the soldiers moving in lockstep. It's, it's basically driven by a few stocks. Again, I noted that NVIDIA up 45% to lead the S&P 500. And so, you know, people are chasing the stocks that are doing well, fleeing the stocks that aren't because the stocks are doing well, have such a great influence on the S&P 500 because it's a market cap weighted index is making things look good. But certainly, for example, if you are a banker, financial services investor, you don't see what all the, uh, what, what all the good news is about. And the other big thing today as well, well, Disney, it handily beat Wall Street earnings expectations. Of course, it's uh, got record results at its theme parks and continued cost-cutting efforts as well. More dividend growth opportunities there, you think? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Disney is one of our top picks this year. You know, this is a stock that it was close to a 10-year low at the start of this company. You still have tremendous management with Bob Iger. But for me, it's all about content, content, content. Obviously, we're focused on our people going to to use a traditional so-called linear TV, cable, and satellite to receive things? Or are they going to just look on their smartphones and, 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 and get it over the Internet? You know, at the end of the day, though, 
whatever they do, they still want the best content. Of course, Disney has a, that great a film library, those great iconic characters, um, those great storylines. And I think we're seeing here now they're rolling up their sleeves. They're reducing costs. They've come up with a new bundle where they're partnering with uh, – um, for example, uh, Warner Brothers, and I think that they are going to be able to make this transition from linear TV uh, to uh, direct-to-consumer with flying colors. At the same time, they're returning money to shareholders. So they got the activists breathing down their neck. That's actually been helpful for the Disney shareholder. And uh, Ernie's outlook is quite optimistic. So what are the near and longer-term risks that you see? So, yeah, well, for Disney, I mean, certainly, you know, they're not number one in streaming. That's Netflix. And it's always uncomfortable when you're not number one. When most people think of streaming, they think of Netflix, um, not Disney Plus or ESPN. So that's one risk, of course. And, of course, you know, it's, they're, they're, they're diversified here. You know, they've got uh, the film library stuff. They've got the parks and experiences just doing quite well. But they have significant stakes in linear TV, and they have to figure out what to do uh, with that. They do have some debt on the balance sheet as well. Uh, they've got a succession problem. Uh, Mr. Iger is not a young man. Today uh, on the media, he was talking about a, a plan was being developed by the board, but, you know, that's what they said about five, six years ago. It didn't work out. So those are some of the things I think the Disney investor needs to look for very carefully. Thank you very much, David, for your time. My pleasure. All right, we've been speaking with David. This is the Managing Principal and Senior Investment Strategist at PPEC Private Wealth Management. And this has been your U.S. Markets Reps on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.